Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lead Lab. We are happy to be back after a couple of weeks off and ready to rock and roll here with Lead Lap into the summer season, which I guess is what you talk about after Memorial Day. Uh, we hope all of you had a safe and um, an enjoyable Memorial Day weekend and took a moment to pay tribute to those who gave their lives for our freedom. We are happy to be back in the WSIC studio. I'm Tom Baker. And of course, this show brought to you, as always, by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you more about them later. We've got a busy show coming up here. It's going to get started right away. Um, we've got Caden uh, Honeycutt on the line with us Caden joining us he is from texas but uh, he's been racing in the cars tour this year uh and i gotta tell you uh Caden finally got his first win on saturday night at langley in the visit hampton.com 125 and Caden, uh congratulations i know that you felt like the previous race you kind of got it taken away from you you got big time redemption at Langley uh, with a nice performance. Yeah, we, uh, you know, leading flag to flag wasn't uh, wasn't in our in our category that I thought we were going to be able to accomplish. But, but man, it was such a great car. Uh, we have a qualified pole. Me, both me and Justin qualified one two. Uh, it was just a just an amazing car that I thought we weren't going to you know have in, in race trim. I was kind of worried about our race trim stuff until our last session. But man, it came alive during during the race, and uh, just you know the, all the hard work that we did uh, on Thursday and Friday, um, leading up to the race till Saturday, and uh, just with just the, all the hard work paid off, and you know we had redemption on our mind from Caraway, and that only started the fire for us to be better uh, going into the English. Well, I'll tell you what, it really is interesting to me that uh, Justin finished second behind you. So you beat the boss. He beat you for the for the fast time. But then you you uh, took the lead and basically gave him none of it. <laughs> and so uh, what was the post-race conversation like between the two of you? Well, I mean, for me starting pole, I, I was just, you know, I, I took the bottom lane and I basically we basically just preached to each other that we were just going to ride the entire race. And, uh, well, the entire race heading into the last couple of laps, depending on what the gap was. Um, so we both had the same thing on our minds and, and we were both had the same game plan. And it was the matter of who had the better tire wear and who was going to be able to, who had the best race car at the end of the race. Um, and it ultimately came back to our car, man. We, uh, we just, I was basically just riding and making them think that I was just, just you know going pretty hard which i really wasn't i was just going at a at a steady pace and never got off the pace and uh i think you know we're, we both learned from each other uh quite a quite a few things and uh we're going to the next next race of dominion is going to be completely different there's no really saving at dominion so uh but yeah it was a post race was you know we were just really happy for each other we he's got two wins this year and i've got one now uh, so hopefully we'll back it up and win at Dominion too. And hopefully we had the same amount of wins after uh, Dominion's over. 
I want to touch on uh, something you just uh, mentioned, and that's learning. You know, what have you learned working with uh, Justin Johnson and racing over here on the East Coast full time, and especially at some of these new tracks? I feel like your win this past weekend was a long time coming just with everything uh, culminating up to that moment. Uh, how has it been racing over here? Uh, it's been amazing, actually. It's just, you know, going to different racetracks finally. And uh, it's, something, it's something that I have not done before is go to a different racetrack every other week uh, and race in a series on asphalt full-time, which I didn't do in the Supers. I only race occasional three to four races a year. So being able to do that and learning on a constant basis has really helped my progression and everybody's progression as a team as a whole. Um, so I, I've really learned the, uh, the, the just the racing aspect of, you know, conserving tires and being able to run up front at the same time is really a, a big thing you have, you really need to learn going through the levels. How, how hard are you pushing and what is the certain extent of, you know, what's too much? Uh, what's going to hurt you in the next 20 to 30 laps. So it's just stuff like that that has really just helped me progress. And uh, me and Justin both, really, just uh, as as a whole team and setup-wise, you know, just everything together has just gotten a lot better over the next over the last couple of weeks. And I think we've really hit – me and Jason have uh, kind of had a, a, a stumble in the road to start, but we have quickly picked it up. And I think we uh, finally got the connection of uh, how – how I work and how he works. So it's just been a great, uh, great time overall as a, as a team. Well, I, I really look at this like you, and, and I, I should get the track name proper because I don't want to leave out Larry King's law. Cause they're a track naming sponsor, but Larry King's law Langley speedway is not known as a track with, uh, you know, two or three grooves. It's known as a track where, yeah, you can pass, but it's very difficult to, uh, to get around that place, especially your first time there. Um, so I want to understand how did you pick up on that track so quickly? Well, I- you know, and I recently they do have language speedway. Oh, okay, um, I, I didn't realize they did. I, okay, yeah, they do. It, it's just it's a little older version, but they do have it. Okay, um, I will say it is it, it isn't the same, but going there and be able to you know go there in the first time uh, in the first session, we quickly picked it up uh, in a matter of no time. Really, uh, it wasn't a really hard track for me to learn. It was kind of simple for me to be one hundred percent truthful. It was really. Nothing, nothing much of, you know, just hitting the right mark on the bottom and not spinning the tires. So um, I picked it up pretty fast, and it quickly became a, a track to where I didn't have to learn over the next two or three runs. I got it right away. So that was a, a really good thing, um, not wasting any time there. So it, being able to pick it up pretty quickly really helped our weekend, I think. So I should uh, call the finish here. So uh, obviously, Caden got the win. His teammate, Justin Johnson, finished in second. Deke McCaskill, third. Lane Riggs finished fourth. Jared Fryer was fifth. We'll go through 10th here. Mini Tyrell, sixth. Sam Yarborough, Jonathan Schaefer, nice job. Uh, Daniel Silvestri, Connor Jones. And then we have Brandon Pierce, Sam Butler, Justin Carroll, who I thought would have done much better because uh, he's a regular there uh, who wins a lot of races up there. Terry Carroll. 
Carroll, Mason Diaz, Joe Valento is 16th, and Bobby McCarty, your championship points leader, two laps down at the end in 17th. Not a great night for Bobby Mack, um, but definitely helps some of the other guys, even yourself, uh, Caden, um, in the championship points hunt. Matt Waltz, Jonathan Finley, and Timothy Peters rounded out the field. So um, Justin, Deke McCaskill, Lane Riggs, uh, like I said, even yourself, all got uh, the benefit of uh, a little bit of a help in the points race by uh, Bobby's uh, off night there. Yeah, I, I think doing the math, we are only six, point out front, six points out of the lead now in fourth. So we have wow. picked up the points uh, quite a bit. Wow. Uh, that one night really shrunk it down for 26 points to six. So um, I think with a lap lead bonus and all that stuff, it, it came down to that. Uh, but yeah, I think it was, it's Bobby, Justin, Deke, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's Bobby, uh, Deke, Justin, and then myself, and then Jared Fryer is, is the top five in points. And we have narrowed it down and it's going to come down to the nitty gritty here in the next couple of races. I can, I can say that. Yeah, you're right too. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll uh, so Bobby Max with 167 is still your leader. Deke McCaskill, one point behind in second. Justin Johnson, your teammate, five points out of the lead in third you are six points back and jared fryer is fifth and he's 10 points back so the top five are separated by just 10 points that's pretty amazing and you've really had a good when you look at the um finishes that you've had um you know you've got one win you've got only two top fives but you've got five top tens and of course uh, a pole so you know it's not as if you've been that far off so a uh, great job on that yeah, we the uh, those two top fives are from Caraway and obviously Langley. Um, it just we struggled the first part of the year. Um, first race at Dillon, we started off with the twelfth. It was kind of you know a disappointing end of that race, and I think we we just struggled the next couple races. And even though we still got top tens, we were still wanting more. I uh, think knowing that we probably could have uh, should have and could have done better, but going to Caraway and be able to and lead and almost win that race too. Uh, I think it really, you know, it, it turned the head of our team and just realized that we can, we can do it. We, like we have the, we have the tools and we have the knowledge of be able to make the race car uh, a lot better than when we show up and uh, practice. So um, I, I really am looking really forward to the rest of the year, uh, knowing that we have uh, me and Jason have made a connection. I think we're going to run with it and be better the rest of the year. Well, boy, it was, uh, I mean, it's certainly a, a great performance by the two of you pretty much dominating the event the other night. Um, and I know that, uh, you have run, you've run, spent some time on the dirt this year as well. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the fact that you're doing so much more pavement racing. I'm curious. We've got about a minute left in this segment. Um, how does running so much more asphalt affect the the dirt approach it positive or negative or doesn't it matter i mean can you adapt from one to the other really quickly oh no i can it, it's like a flip, flip of a switch to me to be 100 okay. truthful um it, i don't even run to be honest i never i don't even run practice laps when we show up to the racetrack on dirt like we just go straight oh, wow. to the race and we roll it. um i've done it for so long i just you know i adapt to it pretty quickly and i know what uh, i need to do um I'm pretty regularly at it, so I'm not the one to run hot laps and practice laps. I'm the one that just show up for the heat race and, and race. So, 
Um, I'm a pretty quick adapter. I can I can say that for myself. Well, uh, we're going to put you back in the land of hold, Caden, because I want to bring you back in the next segment to talk a little more about the dirt um, before we let you go. And uh, But we've got to step aside here. So hang on, Caden. We'll get you back in the next segment. And uh, this show, of course, always brought to you by Victory Custom Trailers. If you want a new or a used trailer, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is the place to go. Be back in a minute. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Also want to... uh, 
Say a special thank you to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a change in career, better opportunity, then uh, My Computer Career might be your choice. Go to their website and take the free career evaluation. And if you decide that IT is, in fact, something you'd like to pursue, you can do your training one to two days a week online. That's it. And in as little as four to six months, you could be ready to enter the workforce in a brand new career and a better life. Uh, and it's it's pretty easy in terms of my computer career helps you with financial aid if you are eligible, including the GI Bill. And then when you're ready to enter the workforce, they will work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So mycomputercareer.edu may be uh, the ticket to a better life for you. And uh, again, just uh, look at the website and take the free career evaluation. And we appreciate their support as always uh, for our programming here. We've got Caden Honeycutt on the line and we've been talking to Caden about his win in the cars tour event at Larry King's law Langley speedway uh, over the weekend up in Virginia is dominating performance. But so Caden, as we mentioned before the break, you're also still doing a lot of dirt track racing. Um, you were doing, at least I think there was a point where you were racing a modified and a late model on dirt. Am I correct? You're correct. Yes, sir. And what are you racing this year, both or just one or the other? Um, I actually sold the modified about a month or two ago. Oh, okay. So I, do have, I do have the dirt late model back, uh, in the shop only. So I'm only racing the dirt late model and Carster and the late model stock car on outsole. Now, um, with the dirt late model, are you running it as a crate late model? Or there are a variety of different kind of late model divisions that it, it all depends on exactly what motor you've got, it seems like. Uh, what what exactly are you running in terms of all of that with the late model car? Uh, where we're able to run is a 604 Chevy crate motor. Okay. Uh, we run in the 604 class that we have uh, in Texas for our local dirt late model series in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And how does how is that to drive compared to what your modified was? Talk about the differences in approach to driving. Um, there are big differences uh, rear end wise. Um, the the modified has a stationary uh, four link rear end. Um, their late model has got a bird cage. You know, six shock uh, race car. Uh, it's a totally different race car to drive, but I, I like both. Uh, uh, much a lot um i'd like both about the same uh but the dirt late model i do like to drive uh, on a normal basis and we have just a much bigger shows that we go out and race for a thousand uh, no no more than uh or no less than a thousand dollars so uh it's about a six hundred dollar jump from winning uh for money wise to win in a modified than you do in a dirt late model so uh i do enjoy the dirt late model a lot more though it's interesting, uh, the late models, like I said, so many different uh, types. And, and when you get in the, in, involved in the crate portion, I feel like that's about as competitive as it gets. Uh, true, they don't have the raw speed of a super. But in many ways, I feel like, especially in certain areas, and I think Texas may be one of those, the crate late model competition is pretty doggone stiff. Yeah, we do. We have a really good competition in the Texas-Louisiana area. Um, we actually have rocket builder guys that build rockets for one of Outlaws and Lucas Oil Late Mall Dirt Series drivers uh, race in the crate class that we race in. Um, we, on a regular basis, I'd say with the average car count, we get 25 to 30 cars. Wow. Uh, 
and that is a really good car count for where we're at. And uh, I know a lot of uh, race car drivers in the late mile series go and run on North Carolina on the East Coast. So uh, it's a great thing that we're having really good car counts. Um, and there are there are no shot of really good race car drivers in this field each and every race. So uh, there's always you know five to eight guys that you know you're looking out that are gonna that can win the race easily. So you're always chasing those guys, and and, hope, and usually we're one of those guys that are in the field too that people are chasing, and sometimes we're uh, we are the people chasing the others. So uh, it's a great series. I really enjoy it a lot. And most of the tracks that you run down there are kind of bullring tracks, right? I mean, there aren't a lot of big half miles or whatever that you run, um, but. Uh, so a, a 25 car field on a, you know, a three eighths mile or a quarter mile or whatever track is, is a very, very stout field and it can be very difficult to pass. So I would imagine starting position is everything. Yeah, I think absolutely it is. Um, I, we only have, I'd say about maybe three to four tracks uh, that are close to us that have, uh, you know, half mile to three eighths mile, uh, a radius. Um, but there are, a regular basis of quarter mile racetrack, uh, you know, tight quarter racing, short, really short track racing that we, uh, that we go to every week. And we're actually going to, I think the smallest track that we'll go to on, on our schedule is Boyd Raceway, a small little quarter, quarter mile boring, um, on Friday night. So yeah, we have a lot of short tracks that are very narrow, but it's really has some great racing and you know there's oh, yeah. a lot of there's room to pass on it's just you know starting position is is a big thing especially when you're only uh, 25 to 30 lap period for sure okay i know you can't do all this stuff by yourself so uh tell us who makes your racing happen here buddy oh thanks mom and dad my friends family everybody that's uh on my family side that supports me uh no matter what i'm in and uh, everything that they've watched and you know, put me, uh, be able to push me to be the best. Uh, Rod Worthen, a race based brand development, Justin Johnson Racing, uh, everybody on our crew, Jason, Chase, uh, everybody that works on the race car so hard, uh, Marcus Richmond and, and RNS Race Chassis, uh, RPM, Stephen Dunn at GXS Raps, thank him for the, for the awesome looking race cars that we got. Uh, beautiful rats that we get on the cars uh, at every race that we want to change them. We try not to, but we thank you for uh, for helping us out with that. Uh, per your tank lines on the race car, um, like Greg Harper out in Montana, thank him for his support uh, every week, and thank him for, for coming on board in the car store this year. Uh, just thank everybody that played a hand in my career the past uh, couple of years to be able to get to this point. Uh, still, it's just it's just an unbelievable feeling, and I, I just couldn't believe it when we crossed the line. It was just an awesome feeling, and man, hopefully we can uh, get some more of those feelings here in the next couple of races, and uh, we're going to go after a championship and more wins coming after this year. Well, congratulations on uh, finally getting that first win, Caden, and we wish you the best the rest of the season. Thanks for spending some time with us on Lead Lap. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. 
That's Caden Honeycutt, and uh, we've got a couple of minutes here before we uh, have to step aside. So uh, while we've got some time left in the segment, I will tell you that I had the chance Saturday night to head to Bowman Gray Stadium for their opener. Uh, the Hayes Jewelers 200 for the Modifieds was the featured show. Jonathan Brown won the event in a 35 what, well, actually, Danny Bone, I think, was the one of the uh, 35-year-old car. Um, and uh, But Jonathan Brown ended up winning the event. It was a great uh, night of racing at the stadium. And, uh, Chris, you were watching online. Um, I was there. And capacity crowd, and man, I'll tell you, especially the modified race, um, for quite a while, that was kind of a back and forth. John Holloman led for about 41 laps. You had Tim Brown running up front. Burt Myers was up there. Jason Myers was up there. I mean, it... And Jonathan Brown just kind of dominated the last good portion of the race. Yeah, thanks to the fine folks at Track Pass for uh, covering the Madhouse. So a lot of people who couldn't be there in the standing yeah. room only crowd uh, could actually uh, watch. Um, it was it was crazy when the Modifieds were out on the track. You know, it was uh, typical Madhouse racing. They were beating and banging and roughing <laughs> each other up. But what, what, what stuck out to me the most was just the strategy of the race. You know, if you pit, do you not pit? Uh, when do you pit? You know, it was crazy to see all of that play out. Yeah, it was interesting because the guys up front early, um, I think, uh, I know that John Holloman's strategy going into the race was he was going to pit about lap 130. And and he expected everybody else to wait another 20 laps. So he figured if I pit early, I can end up with track position when they all pit. Um, and it what happened was the top three or four from earlier in the race, Bone was one of them. Burt Myers was one of them. Jason Myers was one of them. I think there were, there were like four or five of them. They all pitted about lap 90. And so John's strategy kind of went out the window at that point, And he decided just to stick to it because that's what they'd planned. And, uh, the, te- the, se- he, he led from, I think, uh, 91 to one. 32, I think. Um, and then they had a caution, so he pitted out of the lead because that, that put him right in that window of 130 was two laps after that. But, um, and the tires he got just were, uh, it made him a little too tight. So he ended up eighth, but it, uh, Jonathan Brown ended up the one that kind of benefited from the strategy and, uh, picked up the win. Tommy Neal won the sportsman race, Billy Gregg in the street stocks, Chuck Wall in the stadium stock. Uh, and, uh, the other stadium stock winner was Robert, uh, Stramiska. And, um, again, a great night of racing. It was good to see, uh, everybody come out with just a really it, warm night. Too. It was amazing to see, you know, like you said, great racing, but all of the fans standing room only. Yes, it was standing room only. Yeah. It's great to see, uh, fans back at the racetrack. It's great to see, uh, you know, Bowman Gray. Uh, back open once again for the first time in a you know a full year they didn't open their doors at all in 2020 and coming out 2021 just like they never left 11 race schedule this year so they got obviously 10 left uh you know after uh after saturday night but uh a bit of an abbreviated schedule for them because again they had to get started a little bit late there so um but it was a good night of racing and uh very impressed with uh the drivers that showed out and for the most part um, considering it's Bowman Gray, at least in the, uh, the modified division and the sportsman division, uh, they were fairly clean. There wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, nasty crashes. There were a few, uh, accidents and spin outs and things like that. And uh, I think we had a little bit of a brouhaha at the end of the sportsman race going into the pit. 
uh, off the track, but, um, you know, nothing too, uh, madhouse-ish, honestly, at least in the two that I was able to watch. Um, so it was a really, really good night of racing. Happy that I've, I got to attend that. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, some dirt track racing with Hunter Weaver coming up and more. Legal App continues right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back 
to Lead Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Tom Baker with you in the WSIC studio, Statesville, North Carolina, and uh, going to be joined on the hotline by our second special guest of the evening. We're going to talk some dirt track racing in the southeast region. Uh, Hunter Weaver is with us now, and uh, Hunter's been on with us a few times before uh, and is one of the inside authorities on what happens on the dirt tracks of the southeast and uh hunter welcome back to the program um it uh obviously memorial day weekend a big weekend for racing everywhere um you know and and then over the weekend we had another set of races we didn't do a show on memorial day monday so let's start real quick here with uh some of the highlights if you can tell us about them from memorial day weekend where were you by the way that weekend that weekend um i was at harris motor speedway uh we had the highest motor performance blue ridge outlaw late model series event at Harris Speedway for the Charlie Blatt Memorial, who is a veteran racer for many years. They oh, raced yeah. NASCAR. They raced Harris on, on asphalt for many years, and it was a tribute to him. And we had a great race up there. And uh, Ron Parker took the victory that night. Um, heck of a battle. And the, the video is up on YouTube of him and Willie Milliken in the, in the six-shooter dash, which is the eight-lap dash for cash race, if you will. They run side-by-side. Uh, side by side, never touched, and so the best racing that you have seen all year, and the Blue Ridge Outlaws that put on a show, and Ron Parker got out front in the main event and took home the victory. He led all twenty five laps of it. Uh, Willie Milliken coming home second, and Scott Shirey coming home third. And the funny thing about Scott that night was that he was running in second, and about. Two or three laps to go, they were in lap traffic, and Scott thought the move-over flag was the checkered flag, and he led up, Uh-oh. and Willie Milliken was able to drive around him for a second. Wow. Was insane. It was one of his – it was the Mark Martin moment for sure. <laughs> man, oh, man. But uh, he, he – and Scott ended up third. But um, And then Sunday, um, I was actually just watching, spectating for once at, uh, at Cherokee for the – uh, Mike Butler Memorial, who was the track? He, Mike was the track photographer for many years there. And about 2009, he uh, he had he had a heart attack and passed away ah. uh, back in 2009. But um, he he was a part of Cherokee Speedway for many years. But uh, the Ultimate Super Late Models were in action. Brandon Overton, no competition that night. He was able to win, and uh, he led every lap of it that night. Nobody was able to challenge him. And in the Mid East Street Stocks race. Uh, it was a big $1,500 to win a main event. Caleb McLaughlin took the victory home that night, and his tire samples came back, so he didn't cheat on his tires. Oh, uh, so, oh that was good. He uh, he was good. He he, you know, he he got the $1,500. He led every lap of it. He deserved every bit of it, and the tire sample backed it up. So uh, he, he was the official winner of that. It's good to see but that uh, some of these series are, you know, really kind of looking for that because, uh, you know, obviously – the the fairer you can keep things for everybody, the better. And I know it costs some money to, you know, to, to send to the lab and do all those sorts of things. But I think it's worth it in this day and age just to make sure that the playing field's as level as you can make it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there'll be, I mean, there'll be a lot of times where you can protest a tire, but um, it, it, it keeps it on legal equal playing field, like you were saying. And, um, Keeps, it keeps you honest. And, yes. and, and But the Blue Ridge Series, just for example, 
we don't always just take a sample of the winner's tire. There's some cases where we might do a random draw and we can we can might end up drawing the seventh place finisher's tires or the fifth place or dead last or something like that. So you always got to be on your toes and to not cheat to not take it not really cheat, but I guess you could say push the envelope on the tire situation. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's it's just a matter of trying to keep everybody equal. And uh, so I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad that uh, that happens uh, and that these series are staying on top of it. Um, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this weekend and uh, what took place over this past weekend. First of all, we'll we'll start with uh, where you were, and then uh, tell us about uh, the other obviously tracks in the region, Carolina, and so forth. Carolina Friday had a they were they they're three they had three normal classes they run every Friday night. I think it was uh, the Hornets class, the Pure Stock class, and the Young Guns class, and it okay. was a pure, it was a, a points race for those three. But they had this thing called wrecking and racing, and um, they had a I think they had some they had a flagpole race and a demo derby and <laughs> and all all kind of stuff there. It was. One of those nights where everything was thrown. I, they had a Chinese race. I'm not sure what that is exactly. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 it did pretty much everything with a figure eight and a lawnmower race. Well, I know a, um, there is something, I think, called a Chinese fire drill or a Chinese. It's a race where you, as soon as you get past, you, I think, or get uh, I think it's get past. You have to pull off the track or something. I can't remember. I just remember something years ago they used to do. I don't know if that was it or not, but uh, uh, I don't even want to speculate on what that was. Uh, maybe we get some information for next week, but uh, it sounds like a whole yeah, lot of fun the, anyway. Yeah, that'll be the PSA for this week. Yeah, I can't. I, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right. So tell us about uh, what else went on over the weekend that we should know about. Um, this past week, uh, Saturday night, um, the uh, oh, and this was kind of a funny situation. Ultimate Super Late Models went to Sumter Speedway for the first time in history, and they did hot laps. They rolled through it, and then Mother Nature rolled in, and uh, they had a real little bit of a rain delay. But what was funny was that all the other classes, the weekly classes that ran at Sumter, I think they what they did was. Since it was so late, I think they did a field draw of where you started at or something or points. I can't remember how they said everything, but all the other classes ran except Ultimate. And um, the reasoning was was that they felt it was unsafe conditions and then track conditions. They, they kind of felt safety for the drivers. But it's kind of been a, a debate topic the past couple of days of saying, well, why did Ultimate do that when they go all the way down there and then pull out of the event? For a track that for an event that was so special for a track that doesn't get a whole lot of attention, but also at the same time, this is full blown super late models. Um, it's a whole other different playing field, and Sumter is not exactly the widest and the biggest track in the world. So it was it's kind of been a, a debate topic of that the whole pretty much this past couple of days or so. And really, I mean, I see both sides of the, the spectrum, but really to keep driver safe and everything and they and was the best call and then they rescheduled it for the uh, the 19th they didn't just blow off the event they at least rescheduled it well that's good it was good that they did that but uh yeah that is a a bit of a funny situation uh and i'm sure everybody's looking forward to the rescheduled date uh 
What else should we know about from over the weekend? Uh, Saturday night, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Model Series went to the fast half mile Lancaster Motor Speedway. Oh, I love that place. Uh, oh, yeah. It was in, uh, it lived up to the bad, bad fast name. They, the, and there were a lot of people that, that they were, we've already made one visit there and we had 27 cars that night, but they had a malfunction with the water truck down there that night. The first time we were there two months ago. Oh. And, uh, but they had a, it was pretty much, there was a lot of people pulling off the track because when they, when they were going into corner and it was so dry on the bottom that people couldn't even see, couldn't even see in front of them. They couldn't see out of the front windshield or even their hood or even, and it, it kind of hurt the car count a little bit. Um, it was pretty much cut in half of what we had show up this time, but, um, the track, it, it made up for it this time. It was, it was tacky. It was fast. And, uh, we were able to have a pretty good race. And Scott Shirey, um, the Dixie Metalworks house chassis 21 car was unbeatable all night long. And he pretty much, he, he was fast qualifier. He ended up second in the dash and, and I don't know if you've ever heard this before or not, but Mike Huey was in a brand, he was in a brand new Warrior chassis. Oh, okay. And he was lead, he was leading with a foot with a Super Lake model motor. That's the first time he had got a chance to run the car, and he was leading the the dash. And when he he was about halfway through, and they went into turn one, and the master the master cutoff switch went bad, and the car cut off going in turn one. Mm. It just completely shut down, and he banged into the wall. Wow. But thankfully, he was able to get back out there and ended up third. But I, I, I talked with him afterwards, and uh, he was like, yeah, that's a new way to, good way to bring a, bring a new car in. So they were t- going to be talking to Warrior about setups. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the car, the car he, he, he was pretty fast, you know, back third. But um, Ron Parker won the dash. But um, Tim Mangum, who is a, a local competitor at, at Lancaster, has for many years. Yeah. And, he was he he ended up second, but he was way under horsepower. He it was probably a good two hundred fifty horsepower, I'd say, because he had his regular Lightning Lake model motor rule, which is not even close to what a a super late model engine is capable of doing. And you could see it about the flag stand. Scott Shirey would pull him out every time on the starts, and he was able to lead pretty much flag to flag and take home the win. And um, he he got his second win of the season. And um, trying to go for the point, but um, there was a lot of other racing going on uh, at Lancaster. Um, Renegades—they had a pretty good show. Um, Kay Langley had went to Harris, which had rained out. They had a mini street stock race at Harris, and it was canceled about four o'clock. So, a couple of guys came from Harris uh, down to Lancaster, and thankfully we didn't get any rain. We just had a, we had some wind blowing and things like that, but we were able to get everything in. But Kate Langley came down with his Mid-East Rules car, came down, won the Renegade feature. Oh, wow. And and um, the problem was they went to look at the engine, and he was DQ'd. He had the wrong intake for what the rules package was for Renegade at Lancaster. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And, then, and then Andrew Baker won it. But it ended up. It was actually him and Timbo Mangum was side by side in the in the in the feature, and they they run side by side a lot of the race. And Baker ended up getting the win. Gotcha. Hang on just a bit, Hunter. Need to take a break. Back with more Hunter Weaver right after this. How to be a great dad in fifteen seconds. 
Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to League Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And uh, we continue with our final segment. We've still got uh, Hunter Weaver with us. And uh, Hunter talking about all of the latest uh, happenings on the dirt tracks around the southeast Uh I, I know that you've got a little bit more to cover for us from over the weekend, so I'm just going to let you get right to it, Hunter. Yeah, and Lancaster, there was, at Lancaster Saturday night, along with the Blue Ridge Lake models, there was so many storylines around uh, the, the evening's action. Uh, Matthew Luck ended up getting the win at Thunder Bomber in dominating fashion. Dan Benson in Extreme 4 got the win at, in, um, in the Extreme 4 front-wheel drive class. Um, Pure Stock was the one that was the real kicker here. And 
And it's kind of a funny topic, and it, we see it all across the board in all forms of motorsports about young kids running in adult classes. Yeah, and there is, and you can you can pick whichever side you want to. Um, Caden Outlaw is his family. They're they're legendary in Lancaster, so he's the youngest out of the Outlaw family. He's thirteen years old, running in pure stock versus adult versus grown men. Sure, and him and and this other driver, uh, Peebo Johnson, they've been having a rivalry all year long. They've beaten bang. They have battled each and every week. And it kind of came to a head Saturday night and where they were battling for the win in the main. And, and, the, feature, and the feature is up on BAM Racing videos. So you can go, go look at it. You can judge whichever way you want to. So just to give a plug for Brandon, but sure. – um, Caden, uh, him and Pebo got together down the front straightaway, and Pebo got into the right rear. And everybody knows when you and if there's right rear quarter panel with the left, the left front quarter panel contact, uh, there might be some attention there. And he got into Caden, and they they got together down the front stretch, and Caden Outlaw ended up in the outside wall. And then another young driver that's running, he, him and Caden are about the same age, Grayson Sutton. They're both about 13 years old. Yeah. And Grayson had nowhere to go and ended up pile, ended up hitting uh, pile driving pretty much the five car after he was spun. Um, and that's a – here's the, the problem. And I think it's great to see young kids – it's great to see young kids being able to move to adult classes and but the problem with you see a lot of problems with that is that the respect that's the main thing you see is respect and trying to get respect of your peers and the older drivers and then when you're a teenager so to speak basically you're the the mindset is not the same as an adult so it I mean there's pros and cons to it I think it's a good I can I think it can be a good thing as long as things go as planned pretty much well. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If I heard you correctly, it was the younger driver that got uh, that guy. He, got he, he got he got spun. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think again, there's you know everybody has their own opinion, and um, I mean, I've worked with a lot of younger racers, and and I mean, it's it's kind of one of those. I see both sides. I mean, you know, from the standpoint of just my own personal opinion. I think I actually liked it better when I was growing up in the seventies and you couldn't start driving anything full size without a license. Um, I think it just made everything easier. Now um, over the last 20 years or so, you've started to see more and more drivers being allowed to run these big cars at, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. And um, now the truth is that a lot of these young drivers, Hunter, I believe They've been racing since five, so they've got eight years of motorsports under their belt. They've learned the flags, they've learned the racing rules, they've learned, they've developed a skill set. Some of them have been in two or three different types of cars already. Um, I think all of that counts. Um, but you are correct in that some of, I'm sure there are a certain amount of the veterans who, um, you know, they don't really like seeing the young kids in their divisions. And, I think, excuse me, there are a certain amount of them who also uh, are kind of afraid around them because they don't want to wreck them. You know, they don't want to hurt them. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to be in that situation. Um, 
So again, there are pros and cons, but I think by and large, you've seen a lot of it over the last, you know, especially the last, I feel like 10 years, maybe 15, it's almost commonplace now. I mean, everywhere you go, you see, you know, maybe not so much 13, but you see a lot of, um, you know, 14, 15, 16 year olds in the late models. And, um, I think that pretty much goes for payment and dirt these days, um, And again, some of them are better than others, but then some 40-year-olds are better than others, too. So it's kind of hard to um, it's kind of hard to put it down at this point. But I do think I remember I was working at a track up in New York. And of course, this is back in the 90s. um, And and we had a 13-year-old that wanted to run a dwarf car. So we made him come to the track with his dwarf car in the middle of the week one week. And we made him just run laps and do some different things so we could see that he could handle the car okay. You know. And as it turns out, um, you know, Craig went on and he's had a nice career in a lot of different types of cars on both surfaces um, up there. So um, you, there are pros and cons. Uh, and I think sometimes like that wreck, I mean, Hunter, you were there. I wasn't. So that that wreck probably wouldn't be as would we be talking about that incident if there weren't a 13 year old involved? No, not really. Um and then there's some cases, I mean, if you, any time that you right rear somebody or somebody gets right reared, that's equal to throwing your gloves off in boxing, yeah. so to speak. Yep. And a lot of times that's not unintentional. Unintentional most of the time is everywhere but the right rear. Right. Um, and, I mean, you can take it any which way you want to. And uh, um, things like that happen, and it, I don't think it would have, been talked about as much as if it, if it wasn't a 13 year old yeah. out there and but that's the, the thing about it is is that not only not only you're going to have to handle if 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 there's going to be frontier justice involved you're going to have to deal with grandma grandpa mom dad right. everybody involved there yeah. you're not just going to be dealing like that's the thing about grown men most of the time it's just one-on-one and they can handle the situation but when you're, if you put somebody's kid in that situation, then that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game yeah. there. That's a whole nother level of, uh, a little bit of, I guess you could call it tempers and flair and anything. Well, it's a good topic and, it, and it's good to, it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting discussion because again, I can see both sides, um, you know, but if you're going to be 13, you're going to be out there, then you know that there are some drivers that just like to use the bumper and you're going to you're going to run into that. That's part of racing. Um, and on the other hand, you know, again, if you're a driver who likes to use the bumper, I guess you'd, you know, <laughs> use it equally. Right. So uh, interesting stuff for sure. OK, in about a minute, just about a minute, give us a couple quick highlights of what's coming up this weekend. This weekend, there's quite a few things coming up, especially uh, with Blue Ridge Lake Models, uh, where I'll be all weekend. I'll be air at Thunder Raceway Friday night. Uh, it'll be the Blue Ridge Lake Models with the American Racer Modified Combo Race okay. uh, Friday night okay. at air at. And then on Saturday night, uh, with Raceway, Rural Retreat, Virginia, oh, beautiful racetrack. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there Saturday night. Uh, also, 10,000 to win, 604 crate late models at Cherokee Speedway. Nice. Three-day event this weekend. Nice. The 10th, yeah, Thursday through Saturday. Um, I think East Lincoln's off. I believe Harris will be running. They'll be running Friday and Saturday. Okay. Uh, they'll be running Friday night. Full shows Friday night and Saturday night. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll look, we'll look forward to catching up about all that next week and more with you. And uh, have a great week and be safe. 
Appreciate it. That is Hunter Weaver, and uh, we got a few minutes uh, left in this segment. So uh, I can hit real quick a couple of things. First of all, Arcus Series West ran at Sonoma. Interesting that we had a West at Sonoma and a East at uh, Mid-Ohio. Chase Briscoe went back down to the Arca Series at uh, Sonoma and ended up picking up the win there. Uh, there was no East race this weekend. That was big Arca. Well, okay, yeah, it was what it was. was, on the was East there Coast. was one with each NASCAR Friday race Saturday. is what I meant. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, Ty Gibbs, Mid Ohio. Well, yeah, let's. Uh, so Briscoe, Dylan Lupton, Paul Pedroselli, Colmore, and Todd Souza out west were your your top five. There, twenty two cars started it. Uh, Jesse Love nineteenth, defending champion. Some issues there. Joey East twenty-eth, Zane Smith twenty-first. Notables in that race, and then uh, of course, as you said, the big ARCA series was actually at uh, Mid Ohio, accompanying. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series event, and Ty Gibbs. Man, I'll tell you what, that kid is just special. He should be full-time in the Xfinity Series by now. I wish that somebody could uh, sponsor him enough to, to fill that 50 car for, 54 car for him <laughs> full-time. Um, but First buzzer of the show for Chris. He, uh, it, It's crazy how good he is. And he ran good in the Xfinity Series race to back that up uh, on Saturday as well. So yeah. Ty Gibbs just... I have no idea. I'd love to pick his brain one day. It's just interesting. Uh, fourth win in a row, sixth uh, consecutive general tire pole award for him. And he's won five of the last seven races that the series has contested in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, it wasn't as though he just blew the fields into the weeds. It blew the field into the weeds. Corey Heim actually was running well, took the lead on a restart. I think there were about fifteen or twenty to go I, when that. I happened. mean, I would disagree that he uh, uh, took the field and he took the uh, lead on lap seven and led every single lap for the rest of that race. No, no, Heim took the lead on a restart. Let me finish this with with about fifteen or twenty laps to go. But then they gave him a penalty for jumping the start. He had the speed, I feel like, to at least give a race, but that penalty obviously killed him. Um, and then from there on, there was nobody else who could compete. Uh, you know, Austin Hill, who's a Camping World Truck Series racer, moonlighted in the ARCA race, finished second. Um, and Thad Moffitt, great job for him to tie his ARCA Series best finish with a third place. Brandon Jones, an Xfinity Series regular, finished fourth. And I got to give another call to Nick Sanchez. He just keeps wrapping up the top five finishes uh, with that Rev Racing car. Um, Nick is a really, really solid young racer. First full year in the ARCA Series. And I believe next year he'll contend for a championship with that car. Oh, I think so, too. Also looking forward to when ARCA goes to Pocono. In a couple weeks, yes, that should be fun as well. Yes, and by the way, uh, that the the race at Mid Ohio, the Friday's Dawn One Fifty, was the fifteen hundredth Arca race. Yes, so Ty Gibbs gets a win in the fifteen hundredth Arca Menard Series race, and he'll win fifteen oh one and fifteen oh two and fifteen oh three, and as long well, as they'll let him run. Well, he's uh, he's definitely got it going on, man. I mean that. You know, the whole key with Ty, I feel like, is Ty has matured into a driver who understands how to finish a race. And and I think that's made a huge difference. I mean, he finished, he went to uh, he went to the Xfinity Series, ran that race, um, and finished in third. 
contended all day long, led, was up front. Um, A.J. Allmendinger, just an amazing... It was, it was a statement year for him when he went out and won the Daytona Road Course race in the Xfinity Series, and he's just kept adding on to it. Well, and here's what I think is... Here's what I thought was funny. So A.J., uh, you know, makes that move late, and it was, you know, it was a very aggressive move, but gets the win, and then Ty says, well, it might have been a little dirty. He might have taken it to another level, and I'm thinking, well, Ty Gibbs at Daytona on the road course going through the grass. Uh, I don't know if what was dirty. Maybe the other ones too. Um, but Austin, all Austin Cindric had to say about it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, a good run for Ty to get third there and a big win for AJ. And that's going to close us out, man. A quick show. Looking forward to being back next week. Uh, working on Skylar Cheney, one of the young guys from Tri-County in Hickory that uh, is really doing some great things. So hopefully Skylar with us next week. Have a great week, everybody. Lead Lap is out. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.